0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Reeves with you here. This is a special edition broadcast of the Global Reality. This is Sunday, February 2nd, 2014, and uh, I am here with you. I'm going to uh, talk about some things here with you this evening on the show, and uh, it's kind of, well, I say show, it's not really a show, we're not really, I'm, I'm actually on hiatus right now from the show, but uh, I will be back very soon, and that's why I'm here to uh talk with you here tonight. I've been uh, too exhausted up till now to be able to do any shows or anything like that, so I am here with you right now tonight, this evening, or in the morning, or a week from now, or whenever it is you're listening to this, but uh, whenever it may be, I hope you're well, and I hope you enjoyed uh, your uh, Super Bowl Sunday, if you're into that kind of thing, your rigged bowl. It's always, I mean, you know, the... (laughs) Uh, i don't even i don't watch sports I haven't kept up with sports since I was a teenager but uh <laughs> it's i mean it, it's real hard to see to even see that shit and take it any anyway seriously when you know the origins of it you know especially with uh like Lamar hunt of the famed hunt brothers founding that you look into hunt Hunt's connections with organized crime the mob and that's you know anybody that looks into Kennedy will find that immediately. And, um, I mean, the whole thing has always been – NFL was started initially. It was just another thing to have, you know, something to bet on. That's what it's all about. That's what all sports are really about, based on. It about It's all about the world of gambling. Gambling's big money. Such big money, in fact. it's It's really one of those things, I mean – I think that's one of the reasons why we've had the war on drugs all these years. you know they've created this phony war on these substances which they bring in and market by the way, as you know and um <laughs> I think they just wanted something to keep that to uh, keep you know the gambling thing under wraps under under <coughs> the radar I mean, hell man, why do you think? Uh, you know, states started having lotteries and lottery, and we didn't used to have, other states had lottery and lottery tickets here. It wasn't until I was a teenager, sometime in the early 1990s, I remember when they first started selling lottery tickets in Texas. Everybody's freaking out on that. And, you know, it's just another way for them to suck your money and take back welfare checks and all that. That's a brilliant scheme, but underneath that, underneath the government subsidized Gambling is the seedy world of independent gambling and underground gambling and illegal gambling and legal gambling and every kind of gambling in between. And all of these gladiatorial distractions that are trotted out onto TV and we're told to put so much importance behind serve so many purposes. They serve to keep us distracted, keep us from having our minds focused on things that matter, keeping us, uh, you know, just caught up in it. And you know all that. I'm not telling you that's not my point. I'm not here to tell you that. And But it is worth stating because it's a fact. But uh, you know, I mean, I don't even keep up with this stuff. And I look at this and I say, you know, okay, I I just okay, who's who's supposed to win? Who's who's favored here? Denver Broncos, okay. Denver Broncos are favored, okay. Well, uh, me knowing nothing about football and nothing about sports and not watching it at all, will tell you immediately if they are favored to put your money on the other team, the Seattle Seahawks. Not because again, I'm a fan or I watch it just. If that's where I, if all the bookies and everything are saying, you'd bet on the opposite. And it always, it, I mean, I should start gambling. I really shouldn't. After the Super Bowl, I really started thinking about it. Really, I really started thinking about I should gamble. Because I don't even have to keep up with this stuff. And I can tell you just by looking at who they favor, it's always like that. It, 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 the whole thing's rigged. It's scammed. It's, it, it's a complete and utter lie that they fabricate that this, is about anything else, why do they think that, they, that there's so much money put in the NFL? Why do you think they've got so many people wrapped around? It's just a game, right? A bunch of people running on the field with a ball? No. That's what you're supposed to just think it is. It's way deeper than that. It's an industry that produces billions of dollars that's based on a facade that's really nothing more than a front for the gambling that it enables, period. And corporations and TV, uh, everybody loves it. Everybody in the big up-tops, they they love it. The NFL is a big win-win for them. And all professional sports, you know, it's football, soccer over, uh, you know, football, football over there in in other parts of the world. But here, it's all about that American football. And uh, they use it as an opportunity to program you with whatever they want to program you with this week. I saw some funny stuff there. But uh, anyway, I didn't want to go – I mean to get up here and go off a tangent about the Super Bowl stuff, but it's – I I just – I don't know. My bullshit filter anymore, man, I I tell you what. And it just seems like – I don't know what – I don't know whether it's – I notice his stuff more because when I'm, you know, nose-ass deep in it, all it, 24-7, especially like I, you know, have been here recently working on Lost Seekers of Ancient America Volume 2, which is uh, finished, by the way, if you didn't know. It's on for sale, up right now. You can go get yourself a download. We'll talk about that here in a bit, but uh, I'll pause here if you need to freak out and go download it (laughs) real quick. I didn't really mean to announce it. I was waiting to wait to announce that. but I, I really it is. I, I've been. I don't know whether it's because they're they're ramping this stuff up more as far as just being in our face about it and just being rightly really right out with a lot of this symbology and stuff. I don't know whether it's whether it's that they're just being more out with it, or whether I'm just because I'm just so plugged into it all the time. Boy, I tell you what, it just seems lately like I can't get away from it. And it's everywhere. I mean, especially just in the past week. You know, just in the past week. And I'll, I'll talk more about that here in a minute. But, oh, man. But, yes, uh, Lost Years of Ancient America Volume 2 is now done. It's definitely my best work yet. And uh, you should go and get yourself a download of it right now. You can go to my website. You can go to our Facebook page. It's all there, but uh, we've got it in two qualities. One is $20. It's uh, 1080 HD uh, uh, using the H260, H.264 codec now, which is a codec that is uh, universally used across almost every medium, from phones to tablets, everything. So any file compatibility issues you may have had in the past or some other files, none, none, of the, none of our movies are in. In fact, I've taken down all the old versions of all of my movies, including Lost Secrets 1, and put up new versions that are all in these new uh, this new codec. It's not a new codec, but I mean, to me, anyway, it's a new one I've started using. Uh, I like this codec a lot. I'm going to start using it for everything. It allows uh, full, you know, integration across a wide variety of devices. It's, uh, you know, if you can get that file on, on your device, uh, you can most surely find something to play it with. So and it also allows me to get it in really, really pristine quality without having to compress it a lot and lose quality. And, and this this film is really super high quality. You want to watch it in high. I won't even put out a low quality version of this. In fact, uh, aside from the limited edition copies uh, that will be going out, we only sold a few, very few of those. Those of you who did purchase those, they they will be, you'll be getting those in the, in the next, uh, sometime in the next week, uh, one to two weeks. It just depends on where you live. But uh, they'll start going out. And you'll, you'll get those in one to two weeks. You may get it sooner than that. I mean, if you live close to where I live in Texas and stuff, you know, you may get yours in a week or a few days, even, who knows. Uh, outside of that, it may take a couple of days, but um, anyway, the um, I, I may not even make it. Those are just going to be, you know, limited edition, small, just a few of those uh, homemade ones that will go, go out, they'll be signed and all that. Uh, I do plan on having it on Blu-ray at some point, but I don't know if I'll be putting it out on uh, – on on disc at all i may not even put this one out on disc at all i may just do it on on downloads and uh it's for a variety of reasons i mean really i don't want to i i don't want to have to use dual layer dvds again because we had a lot of problems with those with volume one with a three hour and 40 minute movie uh this one is is not three hours and 40 minutes it's a a little about a little over two hours um but you know like i've said before it's much more difficult to make a shorter film. Uh, and to make it concise and and everything, get all this information. Then that it is to make a long film. Long films are easier to make because you don't have to chop anything, you don't have to cut anything. You just bleh, you throw it all in there and you're done. You uh, know, it, cigarette one. To, I mean, uh, Lost Secrets one took forever, but uh, Lost Secrets Volume Two, two hours eight minutes. We cover way more stuff than I think we even did in the first one. I mean, it was just boom 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 all the way through. All killer, no filler. And it's definitely my best work production wise. It, it it will be tweaked a little bit. Uh, you might notice a few mistakes in there, and that you know that tends to happen when you first get done with something. But by the time uh, you start receiving your discs, you'll get we'll have one that'll be tweaked and all that. And I will put up a tweaked version of it uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks up on payloads. And uh, once that one gets up. Don't hesitate in buying a, do- a download now if you haven't gotten one yet, because uh, the the one that's up there now is fantastic quality. I mean, I really uh, the only reason I'm going to change anything is because there's a, like a, just a couple of things with like text wise, not content of the movie, so you, or the quality of the movie, anything that have anything to do with that. It's just some like text errors in there, like on the credits. You know, there's a word missing in there. So you know, just little stuff like that. Not anything else, so the, the film quality be the same. The music might be tweaked a little bit i'm uh, a, a little bit I'm tweaking that and raising it up a little, it's a little too quiet on the first download version. but my point is um, once we have a fixed version up again sometime in this couple of weeks, everybody who already got a download will get a new link if you just request one at my uh, email address. I'll make an announcement here on the show once it's uh, once I get it up, it'll probably be sometime in the next two weeks or so, and once we get a, another finalized version of it up, if you already got a download. You'll get a free download again of the new upgraded file once it's out. So just bear that in mind and uh, and remember that, please. So so you know, so don't hesitate to get one now. I only wanted to tell you in case you noticed, you know, little tweaks in there, but that happens. But overall, I mean, I'm really happy with the film. It looks incredible. It's by far my best work. Uh, it's very very well researched and 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 full fluid and full. And the the footage ju- is just amazing. And uh, definitely go and get yourself a copy. I, I sacrificed a lot and worked very hard. It was very difficult to get this film finished. And with uh, the help of all of our contributors, everybody out there, we were able to get it done with all of my higher work. And my crew, my road crew, my team and everything. I mean, everybody just really pulled together for this film. And it looks, it looks great. I'm really, really happy with it. I think these two films, I, I've never released two films this quickly back-to-back before. I started looking at it, and I almost released this, this one almost a year to the day of volume 1 that's almost 6 hours worth of film that I've released in 1 year I don't know many other filmmakers who are doing that especially not on this level with the traveling I've done thousands of miles of traveling and stuff and and I know we'll be doing more for volume 3 but um I really poured a lot in this and I took off you know from the radio show to dedicate myself to doing that so I've got to uh you know start rebuilding that Figure out how I want to go forward with it. I don't know if I want to continue going forward with the stream. I may just do downloads. Um, it's just, it almost seems silly anymore for me to do. And radio is really, I'm going to be honest with you, radio is really a dying format. Uh, talk, not just, not radio, but talk radio in general is is a dying format. It's been killed by all the uh, uh, the silly ass clowns out there who really had no business ever getting involved in this stuff and being on radio any form to begin with, but uh, you know no if it if if i don't continue doing the radio show as i 've done it uh i 'll still be doing something weekly, whether that be you know a weekly video report on my music on t v which we're going to uh, try to get going again as soon as we can. We've kind of put that on the back burner. Everything got has got put on the back burner, but um, the main thing really is now is that you know I've taken off all this time to do the show from doing the show to make the film, and uh, it's been on sale now for exactly a week. I, I I really right after it was done, I mean I worked day and night on the thing incessantly. I mean I, I I've never put more into. I mean there are so many precision precision edits in this film and. I mean, it's just there's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. It took me a very long time to do, and all that stuff's done by me. I mean, I don't hire outside people to do any of my editing or hire hire outside people for effects or. I mean, I, everything I do from scratch. And when you don't have something on screen, you have to create it. And a lot of the stuff that's in my films, I create with what I have available to me. And that stuff takes time. And um, I, you know, I have to say, it's been on sale for a week, and I really have been. Very disappointed in the lack of response. for maybe it's, you know, I, so far, I maybe it's because I haven't gone up here and done any radio shows. But I've been emailing and sending out Facebook links and everything else. And we really, I mean, we haven't hardly sold any at all. Very few. And uh I, you know, I just, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's disappointing and frustrating. I mean, it really is. And I know i got to be patient. I know it's only the first week. And I realize that. But, you know. Y'all have any idea how many goddamn emails I've been getting from people over the last three or four months? When's when's it going to be done? When's it going to be done? When's it going to be out? When's it going to be? Where can I buy it? You know, I mean, literally hundreds of emails. And then and we, I put out that, 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 that trailer and we got 1,400 views in like a week. But then there's no way for those same 1,400 people, for you to get a hold of the same 1,400 people and say, hey, look, it's available now. I go back and leave comments on videos It doesn't help. You know, we get fourteen hundred people to view the uh, ten-minute trailer in a week, but yet we can't get thirty people to buy it the first week it's out. I don't understand those numbers. Fourteen hundred people watch a trailer in one week, but won't thirty buy it in one in the first week? Um, I don't know. I, it's I'm just frustrated. I feel like I poured all these resources, all this money, all this into my into this film, all my all these hours, my work, my blood, sweat, and my tears. You know, I sacrificed a lot to be able to do this, and at, when it when it's done, and I've crossed the finish line, I've done everything I needed to do, and it's there, and nobody responds. You got to understand how that makes me feel, because I was under the impression from the way everyone has been acting towards me and what they've been saying to me, and through emails and everything else for months and months and months, that this was anticipated and people couldn't wait and they wanted it. And it's out now, and I feel like I can't do anything to get people to to buy it. So I'm frustrated, you know. It, 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 I'm really frustrated. If if you'd ever poured anything in your life as much as I've poured it into this, to have people seemingly just it, being ignoring it, and you know, I don't know what else to do. I don't know. It's really up to you guys now. I mean, you guys need to spread the word on this and. Call the radio station or email the radio stations and, you know, ask them to have the shows that have had me on. Ask them to have me back on again. Ask them to check out Lost Secrets of Ancient America, Volume 2. You know, if they want to interview me, I'll send them one for free. I'll send them a free download. If they want to interview me, they can watch it for free. People know that. I always send free copies to uh, people whose shows I'm going to go on. It always baffles my mind how you can give someone something for free and... They'll ask you to come on their show, and then they just, they never even watched your movie. And you would think that that might be something that doesn't happen very often. It happens a lot. And it's always more enjoyable, especially when someone's watched it, So because it's always more enjoyable to have a conversation or do an interview when someone actually, you know, has a reference point for what the fuck you're talking about. But you wouldn't believe how many of these shows, man. I mean, a a good number of them that I've been on where most of these hosts, they... You know, they don't even know what I'm talking about, I Have a reference, even though I've sent them. I mean, that's that's the thing. If I hadn't sent them copies of the film, and um, a lot of these I've sent hard copies, downloaded to both, and someone just still flat refused to watch it. Uh, and I guess I shouldn't care, you know, as long as they're having me on. But I got to tell you, um, of, of all the shows that I've done, the only uh, shows that we ever have gotten sales results from have been. Red Ice Radio and uh, uh, Coast to Coast AM. That's it. That's it. Can you believe that? None of these other radio shows that I have been on have yielded sale one. And I've done a shit ton of interviews in the past year. And every time afterwards, you know, you wait a couple of days thinking, okay, maybe people hit the downloads and we'll, you know, get some more sales. Nothing. And, uh, but Red Ice Radio and, uh, Costa yeah, both those are the only ones we had any sort of significant sales from at all. So it makes me wonder if I even should even go on any of these other shows anymore because, you know, bottom line is I'm there to promote my film and get it to people and get them to buy it. I'm not there for any other reason. Um, because I need to get this information out to people. I make this important these important videos to get information out to people. Um but if people don't want them and 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 yet they act like they do i don't know how to i don't know how to deal with that if you don't want me to make movies i won't make movies anymore and sink all the goddamn money we sink into these things and get all of our supporters to give us the money to make these things you know we don't have none of us have to do this but we're trying to get information out to people because we feel it's important and and you know when you have a, a huge audience tell you they want something Well, that's why you do it. Had I not people begged me to make volume two of this, I would never have even gone any further past volume one. But because volume one became the most successful film I've ever made, and people were clamoring for number two and three and four and five and six and seven and however many I can make, you know, I I guess it's, you know, I should give it time, whatever. But it's been a piss poor week for me, and I just feel like I have the... Air let out of my sails because I was so excited when the film was done. I worked so hard to get it done. I had I, All my goals, I, I mean, all my goals almost all year, except for goals that I set for film to have the film done by, which was out of my hands because we had, you know, funding issues there for a while. We weren't able to get the funding that we need to finish it. And it took longer for us to do that, like two or three months longer to do that than I had planned on it. But everything else, you know, I set the date of the uh, 26th to To have the film done by and I you know I met that I met that you know I set it to, to have the downloads up and I, and I did that and I put all this work and effort into it and god it's it's, it's a great film uh, my friend watched it again tonight and uh, my girlfriend rather it's so weird to say that now I <laughs> have one of those but uh, yeah I you know it just Seeing it again as it was on, you know, I just realized, man, it really is fantastic. The quality of the footage, especially I mean it's just it it really is it's even better than volume one. Volume one has a lot of info in it what this one doesn't have this one doesn't have a lot of the the clips and stuff. this is almost um with the exception of a very f- small few clips, the America unearthed stuff in there where I exposed them, and boy, do I ever expose them, and uh well, they really expose themselves as you know but that and some of the stuff about, you know, the DNA evidence with the mound builders and whatnot that we show in there from Volume 1. We show that in Volume 1, too. Most everything else, I mean, it's everything else is my pictures, our, our video. You know, we had multiple people operating cameras this time. Usually it's just me. This time I had help and I had different people uh, using different cameras. So a lot, you know, a lot of the stuff we'll get from different perspectives and different angles that are going on. All, you know, but it's filmed, shot all at the same moment, same time. And the still pictures that way as well. And really the results of that uh, were were just phenomenal. I can't imagine making any more films and not doing it that way. Because it's just interesting to see. Because I see things in one way. You see things in one way. Somebody else sees things in another way. And it's just interesting sometimes to see things from. um, I understand now why professional filmmakers and stuff hire, you know, professional cameramen, and I I wish I could afford to hire a professional cameraman just to use my equipment and stuff, Uh, but um, because I I see now why they, you know, hire people to do that, that, because all that person is doing is capturing what, you know, what you're looking for, what you're trying to get, but I think I did a a better job than I've ever done with this. I'm really happy about the film, but you can uh, get digital downloads now. Of my website, there's links up there. I don't, I'm not sure which ones there are. It might be some older looking stuff up there. If it's the thing that says, uh, you know, the hundred limited edition uh, DVDs or whatever, that's no longer valid. It still says that, but those are no longer still on sale. Uh, those were a short time thing. But the downloads will be on, are on sale now. Uh, Twenty bucks for the HD four gig. You can get a master quality version. That's like. Um, Uh, It's huge. I don't know how many fucking gigs—ten gigs or some fifteen gigs—who knows? It's MacMaster quality uh, file, but any of those, you know. Look here. Let me restate the rules for you as far as my films go. This is this is my rules. Uh, As long as you don't open, as long as you don't upload my films to any file sharing sites or YouTube or any other video things online, I don't care how many copies you make of them or how if you copy them to disc and whatever else on your own. I'd appreciate it if you didn't compress them down to sh- on shitty DVDs and make them hard to watch and shitty to look at. But you know, if you buy a copy of my film from me, you feel free to put yourself a copy on a DVD or Blu-ray, or and feel free to even give those out to people. You know, and just put my website on there or, or something. You know, so they can come and check me out. Find where I find out where to find me. But uh I just don't want my stuff uploaded to any other sites. You know, if you do, I, if you do that, I will come after you. That's just the way it is legally. Um But um as far as, you know, making copies and giving them out to friends and family members or whatever, you know, going to the park and passing them out or something, hey, be my guest. As long as you buy one for me, you can make as many copies, copies as, uh, of it as you want. I just don't want people uploading them to other file sharing sites and stuff like that because they always tend to – even if you don't monetize it, you know, a lot of people tend to. But even if you don't, I don't, don't like that dumb. It's You're not going to really be able to anyway because it's always like to put – I always like to try to get um, – rights to copyrighted material when I can for use in my films. And I always at least try to have one or two things uh in my films because what that does is it allows it me to have something where, you know, I've got the permission to use that. But if somebody else tries to upload that film somewhere, they're not going to get it uploaded because they're going to have it's going to get flagged for copyright c- content. Um, so that's why I mean, and this is something I've always done. I mean, I've licensed footage in every film I've ever done. Um I didn't license any footage for Volume uh, 1 Lost Secrets but um you know we've gotten uh licensed footage in uh the secret the secret right films and all that stuff which by the way we uh, recently discovered the original master files for 911 New World Rising um and uh Lost Secret I'm sorry Secret uh, the Secret Right Volume 1 which came out in 2009. Uh, The uh, 9-11 New World Rising came out in 2007. That was my first film. Um, This cut of 9-11 New World Rising has only been seen once. It was only ever seen once at the premiere on August 9th, 2007, in uh, the Lakewood Theater in Dallas. That's the cut that was shown that night. Um, I subsequently recut it a few times later and added some other stuff to it. Um, Unfortunately, at the time when that was made in 2007, the HD and stuff was not really here yet, not as far as, you know, home computers and the ability to make stuff at home. So that film was made entirely very, very low res, as, as high as I get. I think I the biggest thing we had then was like an 80 gig hard drive or something, was like the biggest I had. You know, now you got terabytes and three terabyte drives and everything else. But um so there was no HD file of that originally. It was only the low res standard, you know, small file, but I was able to to get a uh clean original master file copy of that film i had it on a, on a hard drive somewhere and uh blew it up and expanded it to 1080 hd and uh made it full screen and it looks better than it than it ever has and it's uh that again that cut's never been seen it's for sale for 10 dollars on payloads you can go to uh if you find the regular, like, Lost Secrets stuff, 1 and 2, which are for sale and payloads, on the links at my website, theglobalreality.com. If you ta- uh, click on the seller name, glow 76 or look at, or view seller's other items, it should come up with um, the rest of the items that we have for sale there in the store, which include also my Houston presentation from a few months back. And uh, we have downloads of uh, the new remastered 1080 HD edition of 9 New World Rising, never released. This has nev- not been on YouTube. This version's never been on YouTube. Uh, this won't be on YouTube. And we also have 1080 HD restored version of uh, the Secret Rite, Volume 1, which has never been released in HD, ever. It wasn't on Blu-ray. Volume 2 was on Blu-ray, but Volume 1 was never released in HD in any form, uh, on YouTube or anything else. Um, I found a, a really, I ha- really had the foresight to make a good high-quality uh, file of that back when that movie was done. I'm so glad I did. I think I knew even then that, you know, in a few years the technology was going to be a lot better and I'd have much better gear. And boy, I was right. So, since that one was, uh, really good quality, I was able to expand it, make it full screen, expand it out to 1080 HD and encode a file of that. And it's, uh, four or five gigs. I forget how big, but, and it looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Um, I was really blown away by it. 9-11 New World Rising looks better. Uh, It's never going to look perfect because, again, the source files were so low res. But because I had a much higher res version of uh, The Secret Right Volume 1, the the version of that that's up now, I was elated. It almost felt, when I uploaded the other night, right before I uploaded it, after it was done, after I got it all encoded and all that and remastered, and I watched it back, it was almost like releasing another new film. I was just, I couldn't believe it. And yeah, that movie has flaws. And and all my movies, you know, have flaws. None of my movies are ever going to be perfect Uh, because I'm human and, you know, we make mistakes. But the one thing I always try to make sure is that the information uh, is, really information is what's most important anyway. And that's what I always try to make sure that I'm hitting on all cylinders on. And I think with Lost Secrets of Ancient America Volume 2, um, there's just some unbelievable stuff in here that I wasn't aware of. It really ties, it makes, if you've watched my other films, it makes everything else I've ever done. I just feel like I'm come coming full circle now. All that research I did for years, not really knowing why I was doing it, has now really, you know, I never dreamed this Lost Secret stuff would tie right directly back into the whole World Order stuff, and it absolutely does. Um, so, yeah, I but after the film was done last week, uh, Sunday after I got it done, I, uh, boy, I think I just worked myself sick. I got really fucking sick and I am puked in years. I mean, I haven't, I, I only, when I used to drink, I quit drinking back in 2011. Uh, right after my dad died, I just lost a taste for it. Didn't want it anymore. Tired of poisoning my body with that shit. Uh, I probably only puked maybe three or four times ever. And I used to do some hard drinking. Hard drinking. You know, you down a whole bottle of Jack and just to start the night out. A whole bottle, like a fucking fifth. And just down it like I was John Belushi or something. I had a death wish when I was younger. I was kind of uh, tormented and, you know, stuff happened to me when I was a kid and young stuff. And I grew out of it and, you know, got away from all that, luckily. But, um... I just, it, it's always been a thing with me. If you see me puke, call the hospital, call the doctor. If I puke, it means I'm sick. And I puked this week. I got it. When I did, I couldn't, I was like, man, I can't even remember. It'd been so long. since the last time I threw up, I couldn't even recall last time it was, it's been so long. And that's, I just realized my body just went, I mean, I was pushing it so hard for so many months now trying to make this film happen. I literally worked myself sick. Um, and I'm burnt hard right now. It took everything I had to be able to get up here tonight and do it. And I really just—it's been so long. I was anxious to to, to just talk, <laughs> really, more than anything else tonight. I've done it in a while, and it is a great form of therapy to just just talk and talk about what I want to talk about, and talk about this craziness, and get some info out. But at the same time, I need a break. But I I almost can't afford to take one. I mean you know um thankfully we've been uh surviving and making it and i'm glad but it you know our we're, we haven't had any um of our regular financial support coming in that we normally have when the radio shows going you normally have regular monthly donors on that and uh just with spotty here and there you know a little bits but um I just knew that it was all going to be okay once the, you know, that's why I I just, I went all in with this film. I mean, I put everything I had, you know, the whole war chest into this motherfucker. And it shows when you watch it. And and let me tell you something. If you think volume two, even though some of you may have not even watched volume two yet, if you think volume two is unbelievable, let me tell you something, sweetheart, you ain't seen nothing yet because volume three is going to make that one look like tiddlywinks. I promise you, promise you. Oh, it ain't even a disputable fact, folks. Volume 3 is going to be even more off the chain. It's going to be a totally different type of film, too. This one was different than all my other ones. You know, this one I really did more as, as a real. This one feels more like a real documentary than any other one. And I and, and the people who went on this trip with me, one of the best things, when they watch it back, they're like, oh, you know, this feels like I'm reliving the trip. You know, it feels like I'm doing it again. And if if they're if they think that when they watch it then when you watch it you should know that yeah you're getting as close that's what i wanted to do with this one more than anything aside from all the obvious stuff with the information what i wanted to do with anything more than anything else was give you as a viewer the best possible feeling i could that you were there for a minute you know that you were in it that you were seeing it when with me you know and i think that that um that with this film, I really accomplished that because I showed everything in the order of how we did it. Normally, I wouldn't do that. Normally, I would just cut everything up and have it arranged however I wanted. But at this time, I actually um, sequenced the film in the exact order that I experienced these things as we filmed them. So, you are experiencing this on the same timeline that I experienced it on. And when you see what I experienced along the way and you see this these sites and, and you think about the facts that I'm telling you about in between, it's it's just unbelievable. And I can't wait to get back out there and uh get some more going for volume three. We're we're hoping to start up shooting for volume three uh sometime either in the next two weeks or if not, in the next two weeks, two weeks after that. So probably sometime either in the middle of February or um, the first or second week of March at the latest is when we'll start. We'll do our first round of shooting. and Because uh, this one's going to require um, even more trips than last time. We were actually lucky last time. We didn't have to do as many, but we hit way so many sites in, in one. I mean, that last one we did, my God, it was a marathon. Never done so much driving in my fucking life. I've never done so much traveling just in the past two years of what I'm in my life, and I've done um, You know, 2012, 2013, both those years. I mean, I've traveled literally, when I say thousands of miles, I mean it. I mean, I've traveled tens of thousands of miles at this point, and I'll travel 100,000 more if I have to, whatever it takes. Because I'm not done, and I've got so much left to do. But I really need you people to buy these films if, if if you say you want them, you know, and everybody said they want them, so I, I just don't get it. Please go and get yourself a copy. If you haven't gotten one yet, get one. If you have gotten one, thank you. Uh, as usual, you know, hit up our donate buttons, support us in any way you can. Life goes on, you know, it's all well and fine that I haven't had the radio show going over the past few months making this film, but, you know, the bills still have to be paid, and if um, the bills have to be paid and we don't have extra money coming in from the... Uh, from our listeners and supporters well then we have to you know use our money for our film works or whatever else and then you know you're robbing peter to pay paul at that point so just please help us out any way you can get yourself uh, a download make a donation anything you can at my website the global com, and uh let's let's do this man call uh you know uh it, let me tell you something that helps don't think that one email to You know, Coast to Coast AM or Red Eyes or whoever it may be, whatever show you want to see me on, don't think that those don't work. They do. The only reason I ever got on any of those shows in the first place is because people demanded it. When the people demand it and the people speak, they have to listen. And that's what we have to do with all this information. We have to demand to be heard. I mean, the mainstream truth movement, conspiracy movement, it's a fucking joke. I am sick and fucking disgusted by it. It is turned into the most wretched and vile depository of disinformation, lies. It's the the alternative media, the truth or conspiracy movement, has gotten almost worse than mainstream media. I feel like I get lied to less by the mainstream media because at least with them, you know where you know where they stand. They're not you know you're not trying to take what they're telling you as the truth. At least you shouldn't be, or you should have your have your head examined. But now. The conspiracy movement, the truth movement, and that's one of the reasons I'm ready to get back doing radio. I need to get back up here and start kicking motherfuckers in the ass again. What has happened to you pathetic sacks of shit? And and I'm not talking to all you out there. I'm talking to you ones out there. My God. I mean, all this disinformation shit going on. And then the real stuff that needs to be paid attention to, no one wants to talk about. I, you know, I can't tell you. I mean, like I said, I'm just seeing this stuff everywhere. I guess, I guess I'm just too attached and too. My ass is just too far in it. But last week, I mean, I caught like a little bit of the Grammys last week, just a little bit in passing. <laughs> I mean, fuck! I I only saw maybe five or ten minutes of this shit total. And it was like a tour de force of occultic symbology. I mean, and again, I have my head up the ass of this stuff 24-7, so it just, I guess maybe that's it. I just can't, I have numbers and equations and mathematics and symbology running through my goddamn brain 24 hours a day anymore. And I just, everywhere I look, I see it, and it's to the point where I don't want to look anymore. I don't want to see anything, you know? I want. I feel like I, I feel like I'm constantly like you know fucking Malcolm from you know fucking old dude from uh, Clockwork Orange. You know, with your eyes just permanently pulled open with your sensory bombardment of every fucking horrible thing you can imagine. That's what I feel like on a day to day basis because it's just everywhere. And the more I learn, the more I see it everywhere. I don't know how these Masons and these guys, you know, these Illuminated Fraternity brother guys. I don't know how they go through regular waking life every day without being completely overwhelmed. Because once you learn their code and you have you know, what they call eyes to see, and you're able to see this stuff for yourself. I don't know how it doesn't just d- flat drive you crazy. I guess if you're into it and you like it, then, you know, hey, who, who cares if you're inundated with it 24-7? Well, you're somebody like me who doesn't really like this stuff and knows what they're using it for. Well, actually, I don't really have a problem with, you know, the numerology and symbology and um, or, or even occult science really in that stuff. It, that That's not the thing. Same way I don't have a problem with guns. I have a problem with idiots with guns. Same way I have a problem with idiots with information or idiots with occult and, you know, symbolical stuff. It's all about the intent. And the bad intent is what we, you know, we should all have a problem with, not the thing itself. Magic and occultism and all these things on, in and of themselves are not bad and can be used in uh, a positive way. The problem is all this stuff, the people that are predominantly using this stuff are not using it in a positive way. They're using it for their own d- devices, their own purposes, and thereby making it evil. But I see stuff everywhere. And I just saw a little bit of that Grammys last week, and it was like, you know, devil horses on stage fire and pagan-looking crazy shit. And then I see some, like, weird-looking dude, white dude, and I'm going—because I, I don't pay attention to mainstream— culture anymore so i see this white dude i'm like who is this guy i mean i know i i live under a rock but i I have at least heard of a lot of these newer artists and what even if i don't listen to them and don't know one of their songs who is this guy who isn't eminem who's white and on the grammys rapping because to me if you're not eminem and you're white and you're rapping in 2014 and I know there's a lot of white rappers out there. I'm not knocking white rappers. Don't get all butt hurt. I know we got a lot of white rappers in my audience. Yeah, you white rappers are all right. I'm not dogging y'all, but this guy was not <laughs> uh, not Vanilla Ice and not Slim Shady, and he was rapping. And there was some fat girl up on stage going, ah, ah, belting them out like a fat girl do. And uh, what the fuck is this? And the next thing I know, I see like lesbians and and gay dudes like getting married and right when this black dude was about to lay a fucking tongue lasher right down on this other black dude they cut away quickly and i was losing my shit i was like oh man you know somebody in the fucking control room is going cut 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 that shit down go 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 cut it before he cuts to that guy Oh, heaven forbid we have a black guy. Kiss another black guy on TV, right? We can show gay and lesbians get married, but heaven forbid you should show one kiss each other. And that's just crosses. I mean, come on. It's like, you might as well show it. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if you're gay, you're gay. I have nothing against gay people whatsoever. But the fact of the matter is, why would you use a music award show as a ceremony to have gay and lesbian people get married in front of it? And then you have Madonna come out with a cowboy hat on what oh and if that was enough there were exactly count them 33 yes that's right 33 couples gay and lesbian couples and i just went my god i mean it's just one big fucking joke to these people and it's everywhere and they try to make you seem like you're the fucking kooky one when you point it out And I'm sick of it, and I won't tolerate it anymore. To wake up today and hear that one of my favorite actors of all time, and many people's favorite actor, is Philip Seymour Hoffman. I called that, those of you who listen to my show know, over a year ago I said, predicted on this show, after his performance, in a caricature of um, L. Ron Hubbard in the film The Master, I said, after watching that movie, they're going to kill him for portraying L. Ron Hubbard in that way. And they did. And you can tell me all day long, all you want, that every death isn't a conspiracy. And I agree with you. But let me tell you something. Randy Quaid was right. There is a conspiracy going on to kill certain people in Hollywood. I, I mean, I haven't even been on air and talked about the whole Paul Walker thing. Look into that, they murdered Paul Walker. He stumbled into a bunch of stuff with his charity work, which he did on the slide. He didn't want anybody to know about. He stumbled into some corruption going on. He was getting ready to go public, and they popped his ass with a drone and made it look called it a fucking car wreck. I mean, and then they tried to downplay the fact that there was another vehicle there in the first scene scene they showed. from There was wreckage on the other side of the road, completely away from, on the other complete direction from where they crashed into a tree. And immediately as soon as, I mean, he hadn't been dead hours, and that footage came out. I saw it, and I said, there was another car. Where's the other car? And they went out of their way after that and said, oh, single car, single car. No evidence of another car. No, 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 no. I saw the wreckage, dude. I know what two cars look like when they crash into each other. And then the footage came out. There's footage of it. You can see this footage. Clearly, it looks like he gets shot, his car gets shot with a drone. Um, and then, like, a week before that, they had uh, the the dog on Family Guy. Just a week before he got killed, there was a big thing. Everybody was on the internet, and there was just a big uh, ballyhoo about Family Guy killing off Brian the dog. And Brian the dog uh, dies in a car wreck. And his uh, character name in the Fast and the Furious movies is Brian. <laughs> a week later, a week later, we—I mean, you don't have to even—I don't even have to tell you Seth MacFarlane and his all his uh, little Illuminati stuff. My God, folks! And it, and to wake up today—I knew what today was before I even heard about Philip Seymour Hoffman's death. I knew today was Imulk. The uh, Pagan Holiday, uh, spelled M-I-M-B-O-L-C, Imolk. I knew that. It's also the 33rd day of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what Imolk is? It was practiced at, you guessed it, as usual, solstice and equinox events. It's actually meant to serve as the middle ground between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It marks the middle point. This is why we have Groundhog Day during this time. Groundhog Day is our modern um, Americanized ritual of the imok ritual, which always involves um, a sacrifice, a human sacrifice. And this is why when you see the Groundhog Day ceremony they have, it's conducted by, by 13 men. Wearing black robes, same as you would have in in any sort of uh, magical ritual or anything of that nature. And uh, you know, here we go. Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's there uh, sacrificing the same day they did this on the same day as the Super Bowl. A week later, after you know, Madonna has thirty three gay and lesbian couples married to the Grammys. A week later, the thirty third day of the year, exactly one week to the day later Philip Seymour Hoffman and let me tell you he's just one in many many deaths by Scientology hell they might even kill me for talking about this That's one of the reasons why I haven't made a film exposing Scientology you know why I haven't made a film exposing Scientology yet because if I do they're going to kill me that's a fact you can talk about pretty much anything else you want to talk about when it comes to this stuff, but let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, Scientology, ha- are they have um, a nasty habit of eliminating anyone who speaks out against them in any way. And they've been doing it for decades, decades, even going back to the days of L. Ron Hubbard, you know, whose own son, I think it's something like 1959 or something like that. His own son, who was said to be gay at that time, um, it was, you know, you couldn't be gay and be in Scientology. Obviously, they've changed that. (laughs) Not not point any fingers here, Tom. Not not point any fingers there, John. But uh, obviously, they've laxed that rule. So, uh, he was supposed to be the heir. He was the heir apparent. He was the guy that they... Uh, when he was five years old, they declared to be the, you know, the heir to the throne of L. Ron Hubbard. Well, he didn't want anything to do with all that stuff. He wanted to, you know, be an artist and do whatever. They found him dead in his car with a what is one of their favorite mo their one of their favorite methods of uh um uh, suiciding people. They love to put them in cars, knock them out. They usually inject them with something first. Um, heroin or or whatever it may be. Something knock them out good. Then they put them in a car and and connect the exhaust and make it look as if they died by carbon monoxide and then you know, then it's a lot of times it's just easily cleaned up. But uh with the son of L. Ron Hubbard, when they did an autopsy on him, the coroner found that he did not die of carbon monoxide, had no carbon monoxide in his blood whatsoever, and had a bunch of puncture marks on where he had been injected with something. Um You know, I mean, I could go on about this all night, folks. I I 100% believe, beyond any shadow out of a doubt, Philip Seymour Hoffman was sacrificed, murdered, and killed by the cult of Scientology for his portrayal of what uh, Director Paul Thomas Anderson and many others said was not actually about Scientology and not actually about Ron Hubbard, but they also said, didn't say it wasn't either. They said, well, it's kind of based on, it's absolutely, if you know and you've studied Scientology like I have, you know beyond any shadow of a doubt, and I knew it when I watched that movie, I knew he was dead when I watched that movie, I said, he won't live, they're going to kill him. He portrayed it too close to the truth. They show in that film, and it's not that great of a film, it really isn't, but what it shows beyond any shadow of a doubt, and what it may end up being is, it may end up being Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman's greatest gift to us. Because, in my opinion, he shows in that film more, probably more than anyone could in words, the true nature of the trauma based mind control system that Scientology incorporates. And that's what it is it's a trauma based system that brainwashes its followers into following its system and being adherents to its codes no matter what. That's what it does. And his portrayal of L. Ron Hubbard and the various things that he invented, the staring into the eyes and and just, I mean, I just knew. I just knew. I don't know how I knew it. And uh, I walked into the room last night and my girlfriend was watching uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley. And I walked in about the time to see Philip Seymour Hoffman get whacked and killed with a statue by uh, Matt Damon. And for some reason, all night I had that image in my head. And it was unbelievable today to open my eyes and wake up and have have the first thing I hear be Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. Because the last thing I saw when I went to sleep last night was that image I saw from that movie of him getting killed, and then I wake up and he's dead. I mean, it was a bizarre world, dude. On the 33rd day of the year, and they've tried to make him out as being a a heroin addict. You know, um, how come his wife and three kids have never seen him shooting heroin? How come he's never had a history of drug use? Now they're saying on the news today he's had a history of this and he's been in and out of rehab. I found an article from when... uh, The Master came out, and it said explicitly in this London Telegraph article that he had a stint in rehab before he was famous for alcohol and stuff, and that he was never on anything like this this again. But the thing about it is, for me, in order—I mean, he does a lot of movies. Go look at his IMDb. Go look at Philip Seymour Hoffman on IMDb, and look how many movies, not only that he's done, but how many he was slated to do and how many he was working on. He had one coming out that he was directing, it was about— Spirit world stuff, ghosts and paranormal stuff. I was really looking forward to that. Not going to happen now, I don't think. Since he was the fucking director of it. And those of you who don't know this about the television film industry, um, in order to have a a, a film or movie, TV show, all this stuff, they they have to have uh, insurance, massive amounts of insurance to carry to protect everything you know that goes on. In order to even come on a a movie set as an actor, you have to pass a physical, a doctor's physical, clearing you your health, saying that you're, you know, sound and clear and you're healthy enough to do the job. This is mandatory and not negotiable. They do blood work. They do everything. If they even find that you might get sick from something 10 years from now, it can sometimes be enough for you to not get a job. This is why these people employ personal trainers and all of this stuff to get them in shape before they have a role. I mean, have you seen the recent uh, Ask Me Anything from Mark Hamill, the before and after pictures? Before he was told about the new Star Wars, he's all coming out of fucking, you know, some bird joint, carrying bags of shit, all looking all fucking bloated and morose looking. Then you see him now and he's all fucking fit. And, you know, yeah, they got a fucking trainer getting him ready for episode seven, right? So you you can't even walk onto a movie set. You can't get a role. I don't give a fuck if you are Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you don't pass that physical, and that means if you, I mean, you think that they tolerate actors. I mean, you remember Robert Downey Jr.? Remember Robert Downey Jr. when he got all fucked up on heroin and stuff? That, that dude couldn't get jobs in Hollywood, didn't work, didn't act for years. Why not? Why didn't he just... Go on the job, you know, heroined out and use it in his roles because he couldn't get onto a movie set. In fact, once he went to rehab and got clean and didn't have any drugs in his system anymore, nobody would hire him because the insurance company saw him as too big of a risk. Even though he was clean, had witnesses that he was clean, was on drug, regular drug tests, drug screenings, he had no drugs in his system, even though that they would not let him be on a movie set. Mel Gibson, out of his own pocket, said, You know what? Fuck y'all. This guy has got his shit together. And I say that he's got his shit together so much, I will put up his bond for his insurance money for him to be in this role. And it fucking set his career off again. He's been going strong ever since. Don't go look at Philip Seymour Hoffman's IMDB. Do you honestly think someone who was a heroin addict? would be able to pass all those physicals, show up to all those movie sets, direct movies, in movies, with, with, and just hide heroin tracks on his arm? Give me a break, folks. Give me a fucking break. You remember, I mean, I could talk all night about Scientology, and it's time somebody talks about this. It's been going on for too long. I mean, there's no telling how many celebrity deaths out there Folks, through the years, that have have been blamed on this, it, it, it should be blamed on this that we haven't, that we haven't even talked about, or most people haven't, you know, connected the dots on. Let me let me refresh your memory and remind you of one, in case you forgot about this or don't know about this at all. Um, if if you don't, I'll start from the top. Back in two thousand five, uh, the show South Park. The cartoon South Park, you're all familiar with South Park, hopefully. If you're not, I can't help you. You should watch South Park. It's fucking great. Uh I love South Park. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I do. Hey, when you've got your head so far deep in this fucking shit like I do all the time, you gotta decompress with some mindless, brainless shit sometimes. And South Park's great for that. But uh, you know, those guys, fuck you know, that anybody that takes them seriously. Anything they do, seriously, needs to have their head examined because they're comedians and they're entertainers, and that's what they're trying to do. And they take the piss out of everybody. Nothing's sacred to them, and it's one of the reasons why I've always liked them. Because nothing's sacred. You know, they'll fucking piss on anybody. They don't give a fuck who it is. 9-11 truthers. I love when the 9-11 truthers got all butthurt, and they didn't even pay attention to the fact that those guys are a fucking conspiracy theorists and truthers and stuff themselves. Otherwise, they could have never accurately... Even made that episode. Listen to the, go watch that 9 episode of South Park again. Listen to the stuff Cartman rattles off. Only somebody who was educated about this stuff could do that. Those guys do all the voices. You know, everybody got a bar, oh, this is a hit piece against the truth movement, whatever. I remember everybody saying at the time, and I was the only one that was like, I don't think so at all. Now, these guys are clearly, you know, not coming right out and saying it, but clearly they're trying to tell you that we're into this, but we're going to take the shit, the fucking piss out of it like we would anything else, you know, because. Again, nothing is sacred. So, in 2005, they aired an episode called Trapped in the Closet, which was a satire of Scientology. And uh, the actor and musician Isaac Hayes, who portrayed Chef in this film, in the, uh, I'm sorry, this TV show, South Park. um, There was a big brouhaha in the press that uh, he was a Scientologist and that he got, uh, the story was... And this is how I always perceive the story, and I think how most people perceive the story. The story was he's a Scientologist. They did this episode making fun of Scientology. He got all hurt, um, asked out of his contract. He left the show. They made an episode where they pasted his voice together in a bunch of ways and made it sound like he was a child molester and all this stuff. And he got all mad, and, and that was it. And then, you know, a couple years later, he died that's pretty much the long and the short of the public accepted story and i myself for a long time accepted this like everybody else but i'm here to tell you even going and looking at you know milk toast uh information on wikipedia or something you can confirm all this there's more to this story and i think that undoubtedly um Well, let's just look at it. Okay, so let's look at this. Isaac Hayes had been on the show. He was a uh, Scientology. He had been on South Park since the beginning. They've made fun of everybody. And what little do people know is that he actually himself never actually had a problem with it. And in fact, is on the record many times after this episode aired, Trapped in the Closet, I'm trapped in the closet, <laughs> where, you know, many times afterwards, he's saying, you know, no, I mean, no, that's what they do, man. You know, that's Trey and Matt. They They make fun of everybody. It's a sacred to them. You know, don't take them seriously because they're, you know, that's what they do. And then just out of nowhere, it was like, he all of a sudden, he's got a problem with it. And nothing, nothing ever seemed right. So listen to this. Here's how, here's how the timeline went down. So November 16, 2005 is when this episode aired. Um, about a month later, Isaac Hayes appears on the Opie and Anthony radio show. And they ask him, what did you think about when Matt and Trey did that episode on Scientology? And his reply was, quote, one thing about Matt and Trey, they lampoon everybody. And if you take that serious, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge for $2. That's what they do. So, again, there's there's one example. Clearly, you know, he said, I don't have a problem with it. This is what they do. They make fun of everybody. Deal with it. Right? Um, okay, so that was December 2005. In January 2006, he appears uh, on the AV Club. Hayes again is asked about the episode. And he said, "Quote, guys, you have it all wrong." He I, he told uh, Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker. He said to them, "Guys, you have it all wrong. We're not like that. I know that's your thing, but get your information correct because somebody might believe that shit." You know. He then told them to take a couple of Scientology courses to understand what they do. In the interview, Hayes defended South Park's style of controversial humor, noting that he was not pleased with the show's treatment of Scientology, but conceded that he understands what Matt and Trey are doing. So again. There he is saying, you know, hey, this is uh, January of 2006. I, you know, th- That's what they do. I've got no problem with it. At this point, you can tell uh, it was pretty clear that, that his Scientology handlers were putting the pressure on him. And the story, the rumor around the campfire is, is that they basically told him, look, you're either going to make a public spectacle about having a problem with this. You're going to either quit the show or ask them to not air it or something else, uh, or you're going to be in trouble. You know, they basically threatened him. So just two months later, on March 13, 2006, all of a sudden, a strange statement is issued to the press, not by Isaac Hayes himself, but from someone uh, uh, saying that they, re- uh, they represent him, asking to be released from his contract with Comedy Central, citing recent episodes which satirized religious beliefs as being intolerant. The statement said, quote, there's a place in this world for satire, but there is a time when satire ends and in intolerance and bigotry towards religious beliefs of others begins. He was quoted in the press statement. However, the statement did not directly mention Scientology. A response from Matt Stone said that Hayes' complaint stemmed from the show's criticism of Scientology and that he has no problem and he's cashed plenty of checks with our show making fun of Christians, Muslims, Mormons, or Jews. Stone adds, we had never heard a peep out of Isaac in any way until we did Scientology. He wants a different standard for religions other than his own, and to me, that is where intolerance and bigotry begin. Stone and Parker agreed to release Hayes from his contract by his request. On March 20th, just about a week later, Roger Friedman of the Fox News reported having been told that the March 13th statement was made in Hayes's name but not by Isaac Hayes himself. He wrote, quote, Isaac Hayes did not quit South Park. My sources say that someone quit it for him. Friends in Memphis tell me that Hayes did not issue any statements on his own about South Park, and they are mystified. Just a few days later, Isaac Hayes had a stroke. and it gets weirder it gets weirder they threatened him folks this this statement was not made by him it was made by his by by who his scientologist handlers of course so then after that they don't really you don't really hear anything from him uh he started losing significant amounts of money from not getting checks from South Park anymore. All of a sudden, he says he's going to do a a tour and, and all this stuff. And uh, uh, a reporter present at a January 2007 show in New York City who had known Hayes fairly well reported that Isaac was plunked down at a keyboard where he pretended to front his band. He spoke, saying, and his words were halting. He was not the Isaac Hayes of the past. During the spring of 2008, Hayes shot scenes for a comedy about soul musicians inspired by the history of Stax Records entitled Soul Men, in which he appears as himself in a supporting role. His verse, voice can be heard in the film in a voiceover role as Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, he also stars in this movie with Bernie Mac. Now, here's the interesting thing. While on the set for this movie Soul Men, because the current topic that everybody was really talking about at that time was you know Isaac Hayes and the Scientology thing with uh South Park. Bernie Mac uh who was a Christian, the actor Bernie Mac, God bless Bernie Mac. I miss Bernie Mac so much. God damn them. So Bernie Mac being a Christian, he starts talking to Isaac Hayes and says, you know, hey man, you know, what's going on with this? And he starts telling him, you know, what's up, and um, he basically, I think, wanted help. I think he was asking Bernie, from all intents and purposes, I think he told Bernie Mac some shit. I mean, that's from what I've researched and what I've looked at, and you can do your own research on this. There's stuff out there on it. But uh, best I can gather, he pretty much laid it on Bernie Mac. He told him everything. He told him, laid all the Scientology stuff bare to him. He told him what they were doing to him. And, you know, Bernie basically said, hey, look, man, you know, you need to come over to my church. We'll get you baptized, you know, all that stuff. And uh, he'd agreed to do that. Bernie Mac then dead. Mysteriously dies. All of a sudden, you know, they said he had this, that, or the other. But it was really unexpected, really shocking. Bernie Mac dies, and then not a day later... While on his treadmill, Isaac Hayes dies. Ladies and gentlemen, these these two men were killed by, by Scientology because all the facts point in that direction when you look at it. They couldn't afford to lose somebody high profile like him to Christianity or to the church. And they sure couldn't, you know, have Bernie Mac knowing all their secrets and knowing all this stuff. There's just no question. There's no, I and mean, they were both working on that film at the same time. Bernie Mac was his confidant. He had to have somebody he could talk to about it, you know? I never, I mean, I, it was the same thing I felt when I heard Philip Seymour Hoffman die this morning. Even though I didn't have any facts to back it up, but the day I remember hearing, the day I heard Bernie Mac die, I said, that somebody killed Bernie Mac. Some, I just, I, I've never been able to prove it. I've never talked about it. I've never mentioned it to a soul. Never brought it up how many is it going to take, folks, before y'all realize that, uh, you know, the, the, the Scientology stuff, man, Scientology is, it is the one world religion. It is the new one world religion that they have been talking about, come, preaching about coming for years. It's it. That's why they've used rock stars, movie stars, and all this stuff to try to sell it. I could not believe they had the balls to show a Scientology commercial during the Super Bowl tonight. I about had a coronary. I mean, I already he had this Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff in my head, and, you know, looking at all this Scientology stuff, and they're right in the middle of they it. I, it came on, I swear to you, it came on, and I felt a frequency shift in the room. It came on, and immediately it came on. I said, this is a Scientology commercial. And it took them the whole commercial before they let you know that's what it was, and then, boom, there it was, and it was a Scientology commercial. And when it was over, I felt the shift leak. I mean, you can't tell me that's a coincidence. On the thirty third day of the year, I'm how many is it gonna take, folks? How many deaths are gonna have to pile up before people realize this is going on? These Scientologists hire killers to kill anyone who attempts to expose them. I mean, I'm probably putting my life in danger even talking about this right now. And I like I said, I'd make a film and put this out there. But I know I'll be dead, and and I've just got too much other work to do, so it's not worth it to me. So I'm not, I'm not going to make a Scientology film. Uh, leave that to somebody else. But I will tell you, they are the one world religion. They are the religion that they want everyone in the world to follow. And when you really study it and you look at the sources of it, where it came from, you know, originating in really dark magic stuff that came out of the Crowley, School of stuff, the OTO, and you. When you look at this merging of science and religion, a lot of their stuff borders on some of the the Anunnaki stuff as well. Um, I mean, it's it, it's scary stuff. I don't know how many more deaths it's going to take before people realize, but I have no doubt. Philip Seymour Hoffman murdered. They murdered him. They made it look like a fucking. Uh, Overdose, and now they're going out of their way to make it seem like he was a drug addict. Now they're even talking about, oh, there was a, a statement issued on Thursday about some, um, you know, tainted heroin that may be going around. That's probably what it was. And I went, oh, y'all are wrapping it up huh? y'all, y- y'all, are, y'all are the coroner now, huh? It's those kind of calling cards, or red flags that you see when you see someone covering that was that was a huge one. I mean when when someone's barely even cold when they've barely been dead more than a few hours and they're already trying presenting evidence in the media to wrap it all up nice and tidy like with a bow on top you you know you got like just like they did with JFK just like they did with 911 just like they do with everything wrap it up tidy so no one asks questions again and they try to do the same thing with Isaac Hayes and Bernie Mac, well, you know, I have no doubt those two guys were killed for what they knew and what they were going to talk about as well. And I think Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Tom Cruise and, and was furious with that movie, furious with his portrayal, um, you know, talked about being furious about it. And uh, frankly, Philip Seymour Hoffman has been, I think, it, quite a threat to Tom Cruise's career. I mean, he's, uh, how many Oscars has Tom Cruise won again? I can't remember. Doesn't seem like it's too many. <laughs> but there's no question, um, folks, that the, that Scientology is and has been for years eliminating anybody who they see as a threat to them. And then they, can, they can do it all they want. It's not going to keep the truth from coming out. And the fact of the matter is, they are what the world power structure hopes will be that us humans will accept as the one world government system. Oh man, I need a vacation. I really do. I wish I could just have a week to do nothing and just go hang out in a hotel or somewhere. For just go somewhere and oh, I, I really need a, some time to relax. But you know, duty calls. I guess as always, can't afford to do that. Anyway, Lost Secrets of Ancient America Volume Two is now on sale. Um. I will uh, be back with more radio shows very soon, whether we do them as uploads, whether we, the stream comes back. All that stuff is up in the air. I really don't know yet. But, uh, you know, I've I've still got to survive, and I've still got to be able to keep on keeping on. And we can only do that with uh, your help and support and everything else, folks. We appreciate everybody out there. And uh, I appreciate everybody who has uh, supported our work and helped us get Lost Secrets of Ancient America Volume 1 and 2 done now. I mean 6 hours worth of movie in only a year it's a lot of movie. Now we just need to get it out there. Um that's usually what happens, you know, you, you end up waking one of these and there's no money left to get the to get it out there when you do. I I'm just out of I mean I've spammed Facebook and um you know I've sent copies I've tried, you know, I've sent uh emails trying to get people to have me on. I haven't heard back from anybody. I don't know. Um I think it just comes down to you guys. All the shows I've ever been booked on have been you guys emailing people. So why don't don't we do that again? And just please share it on Facebook. Share the movie around. Tell people about it. Do whatever you can, and please help us out so we can continue, folks, because, like I said, I ain't near fucking done yet, and we've got a lot more to do, a lot more to say, and a lot more information to get out there to the people. And uh, I will never stop. That's all there is to it. We'll talk again real soon, folks. I love each and every one of you, and we'll see you soon. My name's Josh Reeves. The GlobalReality.com is our website. You guys take care.